Hello out there in podcast land and welcome back to Spoilers, your bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network where your hosts have lots of opinions with zero credentials. Each week we watch a movie, usually a bad one, we crack a couple jokes, we give your insight into the film, we play a couple games at the end. I'm your host Adam, I'm joined by my co-host Maestro and Annie. Hi. This week we are watching 2017's Kong Skull Island. That is because of, uh, of course, Brie Larson and Samuel Jackson, turns out. They're in the Captain Marvel movie that is coming out very soon. Ooh. This movie was directed by Jordan Voigt Roberts. Hasn't done much before this. He did uh, The Kings of Summer, which uh, I've never heard of, and I'm assuming nobody else. Is it pronounced Voigt or Vaught? Jordan Voigt? You know, you can Google how to pronounce a name, and you can click it, and it'll say yeah. it. Let's Google it. It's a V-O-G-T. It also stars Tom Hiddleston, which you might know as Loki from the Ragnaroks. And all the other Thor stuff. Samuel Jackson, Brie Larson, John C. Riley, and John Goodman. Oh, Wait, Mr. Loki Goodman. was in this movie? Yeah. The main guy. The mercenary guy, kind of. The tracker. That's... That's Loki. Oh, his face and voice sounded so familiar, but I couldn't place yeah. it. Wow. All right. Let me give you the synopsis, and then we'll uh, get into mm-hmm. the reviews. A team of scientists explore an uncharted island in the Pacific, venturing into the domain of the mighty Kong, and must fight to escape... A Primal Eden. Have you ever seen this movie before? No, I'd not even heard of it. No. Oh, Maestro, have you seen this one before? Yes, I have. No, no, no. How yeah. long ago was that? Um, quite a bit. Quite a bit? This movie came out in 2017. Yep. <laughs> so. Okay. That's years, man. Yep. Yeah. Years. That's, well, it is 2019. So quite a bit still. Okay. So did, did you see it in theaters? No. Then I saw it couldn't have been. Less than a year ago then. Had H-Bow. H-Bow. Okay, sure. All right, so movie's over. We're exiting the theater, meeting up at the nearest bar or a coffee shop establishment, whatever. So we didn't see the movie together. Uh, sure, we did. Yeah, why not? So we're we, just gonna walk there together. We're not like meeting up there. We're okay, we went to the same theater, movie but theaters, but we're in different screenings. How about this? For some reason, or someone how, had to go put like money in the meter or something. Yeah. Or how about this? Uh, we all went to watch the movie, but because we couldn't talk, we just shared each other's popcorn. And then after we left, one of us had to go to the restroom. One of us had to move the car because their parking was in the double parked zone, no parking zone, and was about to get towed. And the other one actually made a, got made a beeline for the coffee shop because he needed to get in line because it's a very famous coffee shop. And we finally and we all get to the table. The, exactly. Also, though, I feel like it was very presumptive for you to point at me when you said someone had to go to the restroom. Well, well, I was good. He only wanted to go park. That's, that's a joke. And he goes to the restroom every five minutes. I would have left mid-movie to go to the restroom, okay. so it'd be fine by the end. Very good. I We're at the coffee shop. <laughs> Who cares how we got there? Who cares? Calm down, Jerry. All right. What are your thoughts on the movie? I loved it. I watched it twice. You watched it twice? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I really liked it. Wow. <laughs> Plus, I was doing my Annie thing where I was like watching and doing other things, and then I was like, that was really good. Right. I think I want to sit down and watch it. So then I sat down and watched the whole thing through, including pausing when I got up to go to the bathroom. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Maestro, what are your thoughts on the movie? Well, I watched it just once, mainly because most of the... I don't know. For some reason, I just don't like watching movies with like uh, primates or monkeys being a por- being part of the, the film. Not because of anything other than the fact that... Uh, Animal abuse thing? Is that what you're I think for? that might be the case. Because huh. like, I remember watching Planet of the Apes, and I was just getting severely irked by it. I think because I watched the original, and that was really creepy for me when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. And the ever since Charlton then, Heston one? Yeah. Woo. You dirty, dirty apes. Yeah. Damn dirty apes. You destroyed it. That yeah. one, yeah. 
Anyways, yeah. I watched all those. I watched that movie, <laughs> freaked me out, and ever since then I couldn't watch any monkey movies without like being irked. Hmm. The bad guy is Samuel Jackson, right? That's his name. Samuel Jackson. Okay. He's, he's, yeah. Is he the one that was in the that um, old mm. movie that people always reference? Um, Reservoir Dogs, maybe. Mm. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. That's yes. the one. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you. I loved him in that, and that ever since I've seen that, I hadn't seen that until a few years ago. Pulp Fiction, you're talking about. Yes, okay. yeah. So I was fine with him always being the bad guy because he was so good at making me hate him. And then I saw that and I was like, you could play a character I don't hate. And I loved it. And that was really upsetting every time he plays a character I hate. And that's all he does because he's so good at it. <laughs> and I hate that I hated him because I remember what it was like to love him. You should see what he looks like when he plays a good guy. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what Reservoir Dogs was for me when he like played the good guy. So now it's... I hate that he's so good at playing the bad guy because he keeps getting cast for it because he's so damn good at it. I don't know. I, don't I know hated I him so much. I don't know how to call him the good guy in Pulp Fiction. I didn't hate him. Okay. <laughs> okay. What about in... Uh, Hitman's the- Bodyguard. Oh, she hasn't seen it yet. Oh. In what? Hitman's Bodyguard. Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson. <gasps> Why has I not seen that? That's the movie we were supposed to watch. Huh? I'm not going to go it? back into this again. Okay. It was Maestro's birthday pick. There was a miscommunication. I thought he picked Mixed Nuts. So it's your fault. Which was a Sandler movie, turns out. And uh, I had to watch that. I actually didn't hate it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. All right. Anyway. uh, What about in the uh, the Knightsmen? Kings and Knights now, sir. Damn it. Knights, Circle, Circle, Kingsmen. The Kingsmen? Wow. Kingsmen. He was a bad guy in Kingsmen. Was he hateable? No, no, but but okay. he still did a good job of making me severely want to root against you. Okay, like so that's what I'm saying. Is he's so good at playing the character that you want to die or lose. Mm. This one, I just I hated him. I was just like, you are everything that is awful. With <laughs> like you're misrepresenting everyone in the military. Like I'm sure there are some people that are like that, but like you're literally gonna risk the rest of the world dying like these things could overpopulate this island and spread out and destroy the planet but you don't want to take that into consideration because you want to kill Kong. well i i feel like the the way that they portrayed samuel jackson in this movie uh i, I didn't like for a couple reasons uh one he was kind of uh it seemed to me like he was phoning in this performance like he wasn't he wasn't committed to this movie it seemed like he was just kind of there doing the takes i didn't i didn't feel any passion from him as as an actor as Samuel L. Jackson playing this role, no. uh, they they also I think portrayed him as I think almost suicidal, like like he didn't like his life, so the, he get, he was like you guys can ship out tomorrow to go back to your homes, or there's one more assignment. Give me the assignment. I'll take the assignment. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. He he didn't he he didn't want to go back home, so I think he was trying to face Kong so that he could die. I interpreted that slightly differently, but I do once point out the suicidal thing. I, I kind of agree, but. I don't think that it's that he necessarily was suicidal. He is a military man. This is what he knows and is good at, and he knows what life at home is. That is not something he wants to go back to. He is good right. at war and wants to stay at war because yeah. he's happy there. It's, it's like that guy from Shawshank Redemption. He, as soon as he gets out of prison, he, he kills himself. Yeah. Because his whole life has been this one world. Without this, Ugh. without that, what, what, what am I? My heart broke for that guy. He didn't want to leave. Just let him live yeah. his life out and stay in the library. Yeah. Also, those taxpayers paying for him. But he shouldn't have to die. Yeah. For different reasons, I feel like Samuel L. Jackson's character is 
being charged with the same reasons as Richard Attenborough's character in Jurassic Park was. Okay. Uh, you have to give me a character name. Uh, Richard Attenborough was the scientist slash billionaire tycoon in Jurassic Park that made Jurassic Park. The original yes, Jurassic Park. The 1993, the, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, mm-hmm. um, the white hair. Yes. John Hammond. No, no, that, the, that's the, his real name. That's his character's name. Oh, I see. Richard Attenborough is his real. Oh, name. I thought you were talking about the greasy lawyer guy or something. No, that's no. you're using his actual name. How dare you? I was talking about the guy oh, with the name. cane, right? <laughs> with the, the yeah. cane with the mosquito. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Okay, okay. The guy that spared no expense. Looks kind of like Captain yes. Cur- Captain Cur- Colonel Cap- Captain Captain Crunch. No, the guy from Colonel Kipsy. Sanders. Thank you, <laughs> Colonel Captain. I like that better. <laughs> Captain Colonel. That was actually Captain Colonel. Ooh, Captain Colonel. I like that. <laughs> Captain two, And it's two different like uh, sections, too. Like two different yeah. like, states. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Continue, though. You were making a point. <laughs> well, uh, for the same reasons why he... Well, not the exact same reasons, but the same outcomes of reasons that he's doing. Samuel Jackson and Richard Attenborough slash Hammond is uh, being uh, like shunned because of that. Because he wants to hunt Kong... Attenborough wants to give life to dinosaurs, and both can kill everybody. Okay, it's Godzilla idea all over again. Oh, get ahead of yourself. Uh, but I, I was going to bring this up in the trivia section, but I'll bring it up here. I, I, okay. I don't know if you, you caught it. I'm, I'm sure maybe you did. I don't. No, somehow I think Annie probably didn't. Uh, Samuel Jackson has a line in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, "Hold on to your butts." <laughs> that was from. The, that was, he said the same line in Jurassic Park the first time. Uh, when he was about to turn off the power to the whole place, he's like, "Hold Samuel on, Jackson your butts." Was in Jurassic Park. Yeah, the first one, the very, very first one. He was a, he was uh, the tech. He was a techie with glasses and the. Uh, I will need to re-see it because yeah. I don't think I've seen the original in. He, he has like three speaking lines. Like and he dies. ten, fifteen years. Yeah, it's, that's it's, probably actually it holds up so well. I know it's weird. I mean, actually, I think a lot of Spielberg's movies hold up pretty well. Yeah. Because a lot of the effects were practical, so it doesn't look like, oh, those bad graphics. It's like, no, they made it look legit. I think, yeah, no, I now, I'm yeah. going to just, I'm going to write that down. We'll add it to the digital list of mm-hmm. Annie's movies. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, what do you, you think about the CGI? What we, about Kong and, uh, and the lizard people, or <laughs> whatever you want to call them? Uh, no comment. Let's, yeah, the, the Voldemort, so they're not I supposed to speak me? their name. Yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> It's kind, well, of, kind of the I'm, point of the podcast is to make comments. I would throw my pen at you, but I know I'm going to need it. All right. Um, okay. The, if you go into the CGI, I think the lizard people, yes, they definitely look less than what you would see in Jurassic Park or Star Wars or something. Mm-hmm. But the, the every scene where they had that just blazing reddish orange sun and then like Kong in front of it or even the guy getting ripped apart in front of it. It was just mesmerizing, especially with the Kong scenes where he was just coming up in front of it or or the scenes where he's coming out of the mist. Like, he looks like a moving mountain. You're like, something's moving in there. And all of a sudden, it's like, he yeah. comes out. Yeah, that was pretty great. All, like, I would not have even taken a moment to second guess the CGI until right now when you asked about it. Like, okay, yeah, the lizard people maybe not the m- most realistic, wait, 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 but wait. I was still sucked in. Oh, like, oh, why, 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 why are you second guessing? Because I asked about it. Because, um... Are you assuming no, no, I'm going to come out me, against you it? No, you made me think about it. Oh, I see. I, I didn't, it didn't <laughs> occur to me to even think about it because I was so sucked into the movie. Okay. Like, I, I just didn't even have a thought of it and then you asked and I was like, oh, okay, I guess the lizard people were a little less than, but... Well, then the movie At did the its job. Then, if you weren't thinking yeah. about it while the movie was happening, yeah. then, then then that means it was good CGI. Yeah, no, I saw 100 Cent Standby. This is a fantastic movie. Okay, 
What did you think about it, Maestro? The CGI aspects of it. Well, remember the T-Rex? Yes. Yeah. That was my favorite part. T-Rex? T-Rex? We're talking, we're talking about Kong. Oh, my <laughs> we're, we're talking about Jurassic Park anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to say something about it. I don't know. Okay. Uh, CGI to me was, was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it looked pretty good. The, the, the one thing I had issue with, uh, not so much the CGI, but I, I, the, the placement. Uh, I don't know how, the placement. I'm not sure how to phrase this exactly, but the, there's scenes where Kong is walking through the water. Yeah. And uh, if, you, if you're looking at the water, it looks like it comes up to maybe uh, below mid-calf. Like, okay. like of his. Of his. Okay. Uh, and he's and then it's how he's walking, right? And then as he's walking through that same thing, a giant squid comes up and is wrapping all around him. Mm-hmm. Well, he's mostly out of the water. How deep could, the, the, the water had to be much deeper if that squid was just able to sneak up on him like that. But Not the thing is, it didn't. He sensed something, so he tapped the water and then shoved his hand in, grabbed its tentacle. And pulled it forward, so it was behind him, like way behind him. Like if you look at the size of that squid, that could have been way behind him in much deeper water. And he pulled it towards him in that shallow area where he was sitting. And that's when, after he pulls it out, it starts defending itself. To, I mean, it was probably going to attack him, maybe. But if it, it just was feeling things out, had its tentacle out, he sensed it, grabbed it, started a fight with it, and then started eating it. So it could nom, have been nom, way, nom, way nom, behind nom, him. Because, like, if you think about it, the giant squids, they have two tentacles that are actually much longer than the other ones are, and they can actually go for like maybe several lengths in distance compared to the body. Well, so why, why would the tentacles just be hanging on the shallow part of it? Those are the ones they usually do to catch their prey. By the way, I the, think it was an octopus, not a squid. Whatever it was, really octopi are substantially more intelligent than squid. Yeah, they can actually unscrew stuff. Yeah, they they have yeah. mental processing. Un- understood. And and intelligent but, logical thought. So this one legs. might have been feeling it out, like, hey, what's over there? Mm-hmm. Let me check this out. Where that giant gorilla little... is? Let me go see if there's any food over there. Well, no, he didn't know the giant gorilla was over there, so that's why he's checking it out with his tentacle. If you miss this giant gorilla, then you're not a very smart creature. He was in the depths of the water. Didn't want to poke his head up in case there was something dangerous, so he's checking it out with his I tentacle. Re- I seem to recall uh, in the past watching uh, octopuses kill. Um, Octopi? I think actually both are correct. Never mind. Sorry. I'm trying to make sure if you're right or not. Are you checking memory uh, banks? Anyways, uh, <laughs> I found that they usually attack. They usually can attack uh, similar sizes of. Uh, uh, of, of food, like for instance, you know how like the big those big crabs, octopus, in plural octopi, will, like you said, uh, will attack and kill, even if they are uh, different in size. I feel like I'm talking like the guy from Jurassic Park all of a sudden. <laughs> ah, Which ah, one? There's ah, a lot ah. of them. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Life will uh, find a way. No. Yeah. Okay. That sounds like Star Trek. Okay. I had a problem with the shallow water. That's is, is the only thing there. And it happened one of the time in the, later on in the movie, towards the end. And I can't, I'm trying to remember what it is about it. But I was like, again with the shallow water. I, I remember thinking in my head, like, again, why, why, why do you keep walking that way? Speaking of water, something that bothered me. Okay. The um, human village. And they uh, the I believe it's the woman asked, the, that fencing thing, is, is that supposed to keep Kong out? And they're like, oh, no, that's not for him. That's for something else. Yeah. 
And then we see them leaving, and it's those wooden-type spears that go down into the water that pull up. And I was like, okay, that's super advanced. Yes, but how the hell is that going to keep out those creatures? Like, nothing about that fence or those wooden posts are going to keep out those creatures from um, getting in through the water. Like, nothing about that. Right. I'm on your side. I'm on your side, Annie. I, I believe that building a wall is something that you shouldn't be having to even think about, and it's not going to keep the p- things out that you want to keep out. Are we just talking about Kong? Uh, huh? <clears throat> yeah, no, I'm anti-wall. Ah! <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. No, I was listening, and I heard everything you said, but I was so focused yeah. on getting that to stick that right. I was right. genuinely just processing on one, on one level. And I was attention. like, yeah. All right, so... You have all of our- uh, there's, uh, there's another scene where they, they go into a, like a giant g- graveyard. Uh, like a... I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one where no, we see all skulls uh, and bones. East is best, west is worse. That's why we have the saying. They yeah. go into the, the, the creature... What, oh, the crud. death skulls let's or about, something. Let's talk about John C. Riley for a second. <laughs> right, I'm not a big fan of John C. Riley. Uh, I, it, it, I like him as Wreck-It Ralph because I don't get to see, have to look at his face. Uh, and I, I, I did enjoy him in this movie. He wasn't... Perfect for this. He wasn't like super over the top. He, usually I would put him in the same camp as the, the Stillers or the Adam Sandlers. Like when you see him playing a role, he's just like... He's too far over the top and crazy. This was a... He had to be a little nuts because he's been on the island for 28, 30 years. But he didn't over. He didn't go so far over. It was like, all right, now you're just being John C. Riley. I don't like you. No, that's why he's perfect for this because he's also done a lot of dramas, right? Yes. And so he he has the dramatic character that he can play, but then he's also done the Will Ferrell movies, mm-hmm. so he can play the ridiculous person. So he's perfect for someone who's been stuck on an island with only one person to, to actually talk to. Okay. Who then probably we don't even actually do we know when he died? How long ago? Who. The, oh, the Japanese uh, men. They don't. I don't think they say. Yeah. So we don't know how long he's actually been not talking to anyone. We know the lizard guy killed him. That's as far as I think we go. So like, I love the part where he's he's talking to the guy that didn't originally want to get on the helicopter, and he's like, "I don't even know if I'm talking anymore. You're talking right now. Yeah. But your mouth is moving. Like, <laughs> like I'm gonna kill you in your sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding like he's it's the perfect he's the perfect person to do it because of the dual background he has and he's so good at both that he can bring that that drama especially that that picture she takes at the end when they're getting near to where the uh copters helicopters are coming in to pick him up yeah like like that embodies that character that he's able to play but the crazy part also like when he's telling them death skulls or whatever yeah whatever. I, I, I'm trying to scare you guys. It sounded cool in my head. It's the first time I've ever said it out loud. Like, yeah, they don't actually have names. Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> he's he's the perfect person for it because of that dual background. Yeah, he he was he was he was he was fine. Uh, part of it seemed like a little too kooky and, and weird, uh, but but it wasn't so much that I was, I was I was irritated by it. But he's been stuck on an island for Understood. 28 uh, years. Understood. Like, you uh, think I'm weird? Imagine what would happen if you left me on an island without um, anyone to talk to you for 28 oh my God. years. Crack socks. No, no, stop crab it. Socks? <laughs> we're not, we're crab socks. We're not, no, no. Cra- we're crab socks. Crack fox. What's that? It's it's so dumb. I now am even more intrigued. It's, oh my God. There's this video. Is it part of a movie? What the hell? It's part of a TV show. Okay. It was part of a TV show that Maestro showed us way back in the in the high school days. And at the time, I was like, you... I didn't get it. I watched it again recently. I still don't get it. I'm still as equally upset by it. Like what? I just it was. It's upsettingly 
weird. Oh, that I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, we're not we're not going to do this. Can you do me a favor? No, we're not going to do it. <laughs> if you want to see it, it if you want to see it, we'll you see sh- short later. I'm it's not called what? I don't want to devote any more time to this. Crack oh, Fox. Crack Fox. I just want to write it down so I can remember okay. to rem- I can remember to remind you to show me. All right, very good. Uh, yeah, so the, the village that uh, they go to. So this this village has has been there this entire time since the beginning of, of time. Or they used to be larger, and um, they feared the all of the creatures. And over time, they've developed. They've become smaller. They eat, they're different people that have different jobs. Some live up in the trees. Well, most of the time, some are down on the ground farming. Others are the watchmen who are literally painted into the walls so that how do they get the yellow? Different berries. Oh, right. Just like back in the uh, days before we had dyes. I don't remember berries from yellow. You can blend. Oh, okay. Color wheels. I don't know. Pigment from flowers. Yeah. Isn't yellow a primary, though? This is a sure. literally lost area where things that did not evolve in the rest of the world evolved. Yeah, they got giant buffaloes so, and giant mm. spiders. Yeah. I think... Uh, praying mantis and things. Oh, yeah, that, wooden, that wood stick. Oh thing. yeah, that thing was so cute. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the, the, they're they're in the wall. You don't even see them, and then all of a sudden it's like, <sighs> and you're like, ah. But so, so uh, they're there, but they they okay. They've evolved to. I mean, basically without Kong, they'd be dead. Kong and his family saved them from being completely wiped out, and so they've rebuilt By a the little bit. Skull crawlers. I I have oh, a. Yeah. I have some time, uh, a hard time grasping the concept of this island and what it is that's happening on this island. If there's a bunch of giant creatures, first of all, how big is this island? And there were multiple Kongs. So were there multiple of everything? And then everything starts dying off little by little because we have the giant graveyard. Right? There's, there's, there is multiple of everything. Yeah. Right. Uh, the Kongs were destroyed by the skull crawlers. Right. But there was also that scene with the with the spider. Yes. So if if the. <laughs> The way spiders are in real life. If there's one spider, there's a bunch of them. And there's like a nest of spiders. But there's not enough food to support that many spiders. Yeah. Not to mention, mm. uh, nature usually switches around to find a way to create a cohabited lifestyle. So if there's a spider in that life, in the area, of that size, then they're probably going to maybe hatch one or two tops. Okay. That makes sense, actually. So I don't think there was a spider. Life will uh, uh, find a way. Sure it was. No, that looked more like a variation of a praying mantis. Let's go with bug. It, to me, it was like a daddy long legs. No, daddy long. Uh, no, with like the the sharp legs and everything. I, I don't know mm-hmm. if it was a spider. Sharp legs usually indicate a uh, spider. Really? Uh, usually, in mo- oh. most cartoons and films, it's usually sharp legs because huh. they usually stab people or something like that with the legs as well. All or right. get chopped off. You guys, this may be one of those very, very rare times. Maybe someone marked the date and time to the moment that I may have been wrong about something. What? Let's still Google it, though, to be sure. But we should probably still mark, write it down just, <laughs> just to be safe so that we can all remember. Yep. Above them is a giant spider that starts attacking That's them. a spider? Mills is pulled up by the webbing, and the rest of the soldiers start cutting its legs off. Mills cuts her himself loose, and Packard shoots the spider to death. That was webbing? I thought that was its, like, tongue. Those are, um, what's it called? They're, they're not called the funnel web spiders, but they're specific <laughs> type of spiders that actually use a small bit of webbing that you, they can toss at. So I thought the webbing came usually out of somewhere near the back end, not Thorax. out of their mouth. It can, but, like, the, like then again, where would you see, a, like, a 30-foot ape? I was like, yeah, no, as soon as I said it, I was like, then again, this is not a real spider. 
Is this so your world? It's evolved in a different mm. habitat mm-hmm. and adapted mm. as such. Yes. Yeah, so the, the, the spider scene, uh, that's when people started getting taken out. People getting taken out all left and right by all kinds of stuff. And everybody's immediately on the, on the offensive as soon as they see anything. At one point, the, the guy shoots the, uh, the guy, the... Um, the log thing. The stick. The stick. Yeah. So sad. To be fair, yeah. if I had a gun and I was in that situation, even without everything else having happened before, I would have been freaked out enough. I don't know if I would have shot a gun because I'm more of a freeze than a fight or flight person. I'm more of a... Okay. And just don't move. Um, You're deer in the headlights. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I usually block <laughs> and freeze. So I have enough of a reaction to, to block. But okay. I don't know if I would have shot. But I mean, yeah. If any one of the any the things that had happened to them prior happened to me and then I was in that situation, a giant log got up and started moving, I would shoot at it too. All right. What did you guys think about Brie Larson's role in this? The uh, anti, anti-war anti journalist or whatever I she called her herself. her face so much. Her face. Okay. What about her acting? I think I'm biased. I had zero issue with it because her, it, she's just her so face. beautiful. Her, she's so perfectly symmetrical and she has a very soothing voice. It's one of those voices where it's just like, yeah, I could listen to you talk all day. Adam, I swear I'm not gay. Um, That's fine. But you get to leave me for Bruce Willis. I might leave you for Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Uh, yeah. I should learn her real name. I didn't fall in love until two days ago, right? With her. I was already in love with you. All right, very good. Um, so I, I personally had zero issue with it. I feel like, though, looking back, there's nothing she really did that made me feel, except for that scene where she's touching Kong, but Kong's the one that made me feel like, oh. They did great with the animation of his face. <laughs> yeah. So much conveyed with zero words. The, there's one thing about the movie that I think is, is universal. All, all the characters <clears throat> didn't really make me feel anything. The, the, the story was just a story. I didn't feel any connection to any single one person in the movie. Did you feel a connection with Kong? I guess if I had to choose one person, one thing in the movie that I was more connected to, I think it would have to be Kong. Even oh. so, Conrad or Kong? Not Kong more than Conrad? Right. Yes. Okay. I had three characters that I fucking loved. Okay. One, all three of them were soldiers. The one guy okay. who thinks that the ma- the mouse. And the lion story <laughs> is where the mouse kills the lion with a thorn. Yeah. The guy that he's talking to, the uh, African-American gentleman who, I, he was talking to someone where he's reading over the shoulder and he's like, um, so you're writing your son a letter or whatever. Oh, so sorry I told you I was going to be home for your birthday. I lied to your face. Yeah. Love dad. Right. That guy, okay. and then the one that was with them when they went to the hu- when they found the human camp. Okay, I very much enjoyed him. We found some Santa Claus time traveler men. <laughs> yeah, okay, all three of them I loved. They were fun. I would want them to be my friends in real life. Like I feel like I would enjoy them. They they were to me what made this movie human and relatable. Like those are people that I could encounter. In life, those sensitive humors, those yes. personalities, and I, I love them. I, I, I think that is the the purpose of them being there. They they were put there for that purpose, but 
even that, I felt like that was their purpose. Like they, they were trying to humanize the movie because there was nothing else yeah. in the movie that was humanizing. And just the fact of that made it like it's, it, it made it unhumanizing. That or, and, and um, to me, the uh, Asian woman, she only had a couple lines, but every time she did, it was something to move the plot of, forward. No, no, to kind <laughs> of no, it, she never moved the plot forward. Okay. Not really. She she kind of um, recentered personalities and and people. I think okay. she she made the the ge- geologist guy a little more human to me. Uh, John Goodman. No, no the 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 no the geologist. So, so John Goodman was a um, monster hunter. He'd been in some sort of situation where he saw this monster before. He's the only survivor. Blah blah blah. Things. But the geologist guy, the gentleman who cut his hand with the, uh, when he's trying to help her open the can at the end. Okay. Like sometimes you just need a man to help you. Oh yeah, yeah. African American guy with the glasses. Right, right. Yeah, he to me was just, why are you even in this? And then she she made him a little more appealing as a character. Um, so she's the, the few times that she talks, you're always just like, oh, okay, well. I don't hate that scene so much now. I, I think they focused too much on the CGI effects and forgot to focus on the storyline and the characters and the character developments and uh, anything that would have made this uh, something that, that you connect to. How long was this movie? Ooh, this was uh, almost two and a half hours. So if they developed even just two, uh, two hours. John Goodman, the... Um, Loki, the photographer chick, and Samuel Jackson. That movie right there is three three hours and fifteen minutes. Okay, not develop the characters, but give them I think better personalities, better ways to be people. Okay. Uh, I think also the fact that you have to split camera time between Loki, Samuel Jackson, uh, Goodman, Brie Larson, John C. Riley, and so just split all that t- camera time, and then also the CGI guys. You don't have enough time. To focus on the things. This is the same problem that DC does with their movies. There's too much stuff happening. We don't know. We we can't focus on anything. So there's no real story. There's nothing to connect to. Maybe so what did Marvel okay. do then? One at a time. Oh, and then tied them all together. And then tied point. them all together. Yeah, Avengers came later. Yes, a lot going on in Avengers. But by the time we got to that, we already knew all these characters and we got to know all the characters. I feel like he had the same argument with um. Oh, Batman vs Superman. No. The movie we two had weeks, watched beforehand. The, two two oh. weeks ago. The one where you're the so one angry. Oh. Mm. Remember you Something Mr. Ripley? No. No, no, it was Medea. Yeah. There's too many people and things happening and everything's just being smashed together. That wasn't me. No, no, him. Oh, Adam. Gotcha. Yeah. Adam. And oh, we were just like, that's perfect. And then I made the love actually comment and then he made a really good argument back and I was uh-huh. like, oh, fine, I see your point. Uh-huh. That, that, that moment, yeah. I personally didn't care that they didn't develop. I feel like they developed the characters enough because this movie's not about them. It's about Kong and his world and what I felt. I felt super. Con- it, he lost his family, and he found Kong did. Yeah, and yes. he found a purpose for his life still. And yes. what he's done is decided to protect those that can't protect themselves. And Understood. he's the focus of the movie. Everyone else is just extraneous. Things to get us to meeting Kong. 
and understanding him. And they do such a great job with his uh, facial expressions that's what I'm and saying, everything. Though. Kong is the only person that I've had any connection to. And that's the only one you needed to. I guess, yeah. And I still personally think they did just fine with the other ones. This... They, they served their purpose. They kept me engaged. There's similar um, movies that are like this, uh, which is what brought me back to the idea about Godzilla. Okay. Is because in the, in Godzilla's films, the major actors is Godzilla and whoever he's fighting at the time. Like, okay. Let's say Mothra or or what other ones they have. They have a few other ones. But, uh, uh, is Godzilla a good guy or a bad guy? I've never seen Godzilla, a Godzilla film. Godzilla is an, considered like an omni, uh, omnipotent uh, type of being. Basically, he's considered by some people as a god, and others as a protector of the of the earth. Um, not necessarily uh, coherent with the rest of the cultures around the world, or religion for that matter, because it's only from a select few people that actually know about him. But he's supposed to be the person that protects the world from changing to disaster, from going into complete shit. Yes, but people. But he also he also doesn't mind like stepping on people to get what he wants done too like kong yeah i did enjoy the 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 twist and, and i'm assuming it's a twist because i haven't seen any other kong movies before this the the kong is the protagonist in in this in this in this world mm-hmm. that in another every other movie that i, I from what i know of it because i haven't seen it he's just coming that he gets captured uh he comes to america and starts fucking shit up well, because he's confused and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is he's he's usually the the bad guy. He's the one we're trying to stop. Mm-hmm. In this movie, he's the he's the one trying to help the humans, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I haven't seen any of the other King Kong movies ever, but from what I've gathered from them, is not that he's the bad guy. It's more of that Pocahontas thing than Pocahontas two. No, in Pocahontas two, where they bring the bear in to entertain people. Okay, I've never seen that movie. You're a Disney. God damn it, I tried to go with a Disney thing for you. Okay, well, point right. is, he's being taken from the world where he belongs and brought into a world where he doesn't, and now he's suddenly a bad guy for not understanding what the hell is happening. He's used to climbing something. So I've always understood is he's loved this woman. He he wants her to not be hurt, not be injured, and he's trying to escape because he's been taken from his habitat. I've never... I've never seen the Kong movies, but that's always been the the story that was told to me and the interpretation that was. I feel like maybe my parents told me that's what this is happening or what's yeah. going on. I don't know where I, I got know. that implication from, but that's always what my understanding was of it. Not that he's supposed to be portrayed as trying to kill people or injure anyone. It's like he's trapped at okay. the top of a building and we're trying to shoot him down. All right. Well, that was our opinion of the movie. But like I said at the top of the show, we have lots of opinions with zero credentials. Now we're going to hear from people who actually have credentials, the critics. We're going to hear the good reviews or the bad reviews first. Bad. Bad reviews. All right. Eric Kahn hmm, from IndieWire says, There's enough material out there to fuel a string of reboots, but the swing toward diminishing returns has already begun. Ow. Uh, Matthew Licona. Licona. Ooh. Lick my nuts, huh? Oh, boy. Ooh. From the San Diego Reader. It's fun to watch the monsters in action, but on the human side, the film is clumsily written, overcast, and underacted. The only frustrated soldier, the only guy? frustrated soldier, Samuel L. Jackson, striking the right tone of crazy amid the chaos. I saw that smile come across your face. Yeah, that's what that. I was saying, man. <laughs> All right, Tom Sean from Newsweek. 
Uh, you'd say Riley was the comic relief, except Kong, Skull Island, can't seem to manage seriousness in the first place. Quit monkeying around. <laughs> I believe he's an ape, not a monkey. It's, it's, a, it's a joke. He's a funny guy. All right, here's the good reviews. Christopher Orr from The Atlantic. Kong, Skull Island is just good enough. The sharp allusions, the moments of wits and warmth supplied Riley's long-abandoned airmen to make one wish it were better. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Can you read that one more time? Kong Skull Island is just good enough. The sharp allusions, the moments of wit and warmth supplied by Riley's long-abandoned airmen to make one wish it were better. Uh, It's just good enough to make one wish it were better. Thank you. Barry Hertz from Globe and Mail. That was a positive or a negative? It was positive. Uh, Barry Hertz from from Globe and Mail. It is a platonic ideal of big, smart, dumb B-movie filmmaking, and, like Kong himself, it must be seen to be believed. It's a platonic ideal of smart, dumb B-movie making? A big, smart, dumb B-movie making. Are you sure you pulled the positive reviews, or are you just pretty calling sure. these positive because you have a negative bias? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's positive. I don't know. Richard Roper from the Chicago Sun. It's wildly entertaining... And it has a sense of humor about itself. And it doesn't hurt when a great big monster movie features an A-list, cla- an A-list cast, including Goodman, Jackson, Larson, Hiddleston, and Riley. Okay. Oh, one thing. Did John Goodman lose weight? He looks skinny. He looked very skinny to me. Okay. Yeah. So I'll make sure that wasn't just me. No, yeah. He's been losing weight. Okay. Sorry. Continue. All right. Now it's time for Rotten Tomatoes. Now it's time to play the game that everybody loves. This is the part of the show where I make the people guess the people, the guys. The guys guess the score of the movie based on the Rotten Tomato score. For those of you unfamiliar with the scoring system, it's an average score from 0 to 100. Amongst critics and the audience. 0 to 59 is rotten, 60 to 84 is fresh, and 85 and up is certified fresh. What would you like to guess first, the critics or the audience? Let's go with the audience. All right, what do you got? You go first because I'm completely dumbfounded. Can we do the critics first, actually? Because, um... I got no idea now. I- That's the point. All right, let's go to the audience. <laughs> All right, go for it. 60. 60 for the audience, okay? I loved this movie. I feel like there's got to be plenty of other people out there like me. No. So I'm going with 75. Okay. I guess 71 was going to be the audience score. Uh, the actual score is 61%. All right. It's fresh. You said Almost, 71 and you said... I think you said 60. 60? All right. Yeah, my show was right on the, on the Wait, money. Wait, so, but it, that makes it fresh, right? It is fresh, yeah. All right, see? Now the tomato meter, the critics. What do you got? Oh, Should man. I go first or should you go first? I have no idea, so I'll go first. Oh, okay. All right. All of those positive reviews sounded super negative. But I still have faith that you were biased in pulling your reviews. So I'm going to go with... I had some other reviews that just didn't make sense to me, so I skipped over them. Can you read one of them? The action and special effects are mostly first rate, and Voight Roberts maintains a vaguely satiric tone that sidesteps schlockiness. Oh, schlockiness is. Uh, it sounds like... And, like muckiness. Okay, so his, his satirical sarcasm... Yeah, okay, I like that A one. fun if muddled monster movie that gets its best jolts from the sheer size of its beasts. That sounds negative. That's positive. All right, so <laughs> I'm, I think I'm going to go with a solid uh, 50 on this. Just right down the middle. All right. 40. 
Forty. Wow. I guess sixty-five for the critics, personally. So we're even match about maybe ten, fifteen each. Well, the yeah. actual tomato meter is seventy-five percent. What? That's exactly opposite of what you were saying with all the previews, all the reviews. So they were closer to my audience, guys. Dude, all the reviews you gave. I'm feeling misguided here. Okay. Well, all the reviews seem to be like it's a good movie, but it's not. I mean, it's it's fun to watch, but it's that's what it seems. I'll go through some more. The picture is grand and nutty and visually splendid. Voight Robert knows he's got to be big. He's got to go big or go home. So he tr- he treads boldly. That is a fantastic review. Why did you say that earlier? Why, yeah, that would have been good. It's towards the bottom of the list of reviews. I'm not going to do all of these. Down. Bring Adam back. All right, bring it back. Kong School Island is a Saturday afternoon monster movie. Nothing more and nothing less. That's what's good about it. That's a good review. That's mm. about, that guy said. Uh, yeah, I mean that okay. that's not doesn't seem negative to me. It's at least I'll admit to having a pretty good time at Conskill Island, helped immensely by a large bag of popcorn. It's a positive review. That's how I felt. <laughs> I love the movie, the, but none of these are really like, "Ooh, look at this movie." They're just like, "Hey, here's yeah, what it was." It is not a like all of those had like this. It's not bad, but yeah. right. But either, either way, it. they gave it a plus, so they rated it at seventy one percent or seventy five percent. This is a misleading review. Paul Giamatti wasn't in this. We've noticed that Paul Giamatti has slowly been in a lot of the movies we're doing, and since we all love him, we decided to ask, what role would Paul Giamatti play in this movie? Oh, I already mm. know. Oh? But you're not supposed to take out main characters, right? You can do whatever you like. The only rule is you have to take that person out. Yeah, John C. Riley's character, Absolutely. I mean, I think John C. Riley was perfect for it, but he'd easily fit into that character. Yep. Hmm. Yep, Giamatti should have been, been that guy. You think so? I think so. I think he could have been that guy. I didn't yeah. need to necessarily should have been. What? I think Samuel L. Jackson. Ooh. Uh, no, he could go dark. He, he could go, go real dark. dark on that. That's true. We would just need to like I've seen him dark buff pieces. him up a little or make him more military-esque. Yeah. Like field military. He, he could also easily be a good man. He could also be very easily be that guy. So you're good man. Yeah. I'm a Samuel L. Jackson. Okay. Yeah. There's no wrong answers here. No. Or is there? No. I mean, ours were better, but yours isn't wrong. <laughs> right. No wrong answers. I think mine was best, though. All right. All right. Now it's time for trivia. This is a part of the show where I give you little bits of facts or information you may not know about the movie. All right. The reason Kong is larger than any of his other incarnations is due to the fact that with the upcoming greenlit Godzilla vs. Kong in 2020, Kong would have been too small to fight Godzilla at his more traditional size. This is also why they included the line in the movie... He's still growing. Oh. Also, the fact that all of the other apes have died out. All of the food that would have gone to them now goes to him. He's he's pretty much got zero natural predators that are going to come out. He's got all the food he wants. And keep growing. Yeah. So basically, this movie, before this movie even came out, they already greenlit the next the sequel to this. I can't wait. I was going to ask if it was a sequel. There's going to be like four of them, supposedly. I did you, so did, you, did you watch the after credit sequence? No. I did. Oh. All right. Let's see. Okay, this, is, this, one, was, this one was kind of fun. <clears throat> it sounds like a bird, but it's a fucking ant. <laughs> <laughs> this entire scene was an outtake. It was John C. Riley was trying to get the cast and crew to laugh by throwing out the most bizarre, outlandish, imaginary monsters he could come up with. Director Jordan Voight Roberts decided that it fit in with Skull Island's bizarre ecology and kept it. In a a later interview, John uh, Voight Roberts said he wanted to include the giant ant in a scene, but couldn't due to budget constraints. 
That was. I was wondering whether I was like, why didn't they show us the ant? <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I remember laughing out loud when you said that in the scene. <laughs> Sounds like a bird, but it's a fucking ant. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it even better that he was just trying to get them to laugh. Yeah. All right. Last one. This is uh, another thing about size. They're obsessed with size in this. Uh, this weird. movie features the tallest incarnation of Kong in the, of the American movie, standing at approximately 140 feet. 104 feet. 32 meters. Peter Jackson's Kong, by comparison, was only 25 feet tall. The tallest incarnation of Kong overall is the one featured in King Kong vs. Godzilla in 1962 who stood approximately 147 feet. However, it is stated in the film that he's still growing. So he may, he may get bigger and taller for future releases. Wait, I have a question then. Godzilla is supposed to be like protective of the Earth, but so is Kong. Good, who's who's in the traditional, the old Godzilla versus Kong movies, which one's the good guy and which one's the bad guy? Who are well, you rooting for? Well, hold on. First, let me give you the after-credit sequence. Okay. So after the credits are over... Uh, we have Loki and uh, Captain Marvel being interrogated, and uh, they're they're like they're sitting in an interrogation room. Like, what do you want us to tell you? We didn't see. Yeah, we get it. We didn't see anything. Whatever. Whoa. Our lips are sealed. Then in comes the black guy he hated, and the Asian chick, and they're like, uh, "What do you mean? We we found out this is not the only island. There's other islands out there, and there's other inscriptions. And it shows you pictures of what eventually will be Godzilla, what would be Mothra, what will be all these creatures that Godzilla had to fight against." So that's what this, this this is left wide open to make sequel after sequel about Kong versus whoever, Godzilla versus whoever. Mothra comes in. They're making a Godzilla movie in this year. Yeah, so twenty twenty at the end of, at uh, next year, Kong and Godzilla will have fought each other. No, Godzilla by itself is this year. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh my. Okay, so that they're, they're creating a whole universe for this giant, giant beast. Yeah, beast, giant creatures, giant, giant, giant. Yes. Okay. I'm going to go back and watch that then. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like a two-minute scene. Yeah, we should, I'll show you after the, uh, after the podcast is over. Excellent. Uh, so, I don't, know, I don't know much about this, this world of uh, the giant beast, the Godzillas, and all the things, but I'm, I'm, have you seen any of these? Oh, yeah. Yeah? I've seen every one of them. So, what, what we, like, like, like Annie was asking, what, what is the story? Is, so, Godzilla is protecting us against Mothra? Is Mothra attacking? Well, are they just—is this a Mortal Kombat on Earth type of situation? No, no, no. Um, basically, uh, Godzilla is usually just um, called somehow to uh, life again or back to an- a- animation to protect the world from certain beings or beasts that are attacking the world. Or called like like the three-headed uh, dragon creature. I forget what his name was. Uh, I forget. I'll have to look it up later. Anyways, but um, he fights different monsters back in, t- in certain times. Like for instance, Mothra is uh, some sort of like hailed um, beast creature of some cult. Some cult that um, brings that brings to life, and he's supposed to do something specific, and then Godzilla stops him. Blah blah blah. It's weird shows from all the way from okay. the nineteen seventies all the way to now. This not a lot of it is not coherent though. But, but it was it was like at the beginning it was Godzilla got awoken and destroyed Tokyo or something mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. and then after he destroys Tokyo he goes back to sleep, mm-hmm. and then Mothra's up he comes he wakes up and to fight Mothra yeah oh, okay, well the, like I said like each movie that gives you different <laughs> reasons like like um it's not just uh, not just uh, uh the the protection it's balance so let's say when one person go when one culture or or, or, or a group goes too far. That's where he comes from. Okay, and then he's and he brings balance back to the area and stuff like that. 
or natural habitat of something like nature. Okay. That's another that's another theory that this that's been not theory, but another thing that's been going around. And then the the whole US version where it's mutation that that went up and down like flopping. Okay. So that that didn't go very far. Right. Remember, uh, Cranston was in a version of the Godzilla yeah. that didn't work out. That was like that was recent too, wasn't it? Like no, within the past we, five years. Which one are you talking about? They talking about the one that was like a uh, like mutated T Rex. I, I, I never saw it. I, oh. I know Brian Cranston was in it for like five minutes. I forget which one we were talking about when Brian Cranston. Was Brian Cranston is Breaking Bad. Oh, probably maybe there's two of them. One of them is the Godzilla, like the the, the mutated T Rex. The other one's Godzilla, like the, the traditional Godzilla. And then, right. And there's another Godzilla that's. Uh, um, that's animated also that's recent as well animated mm-hmm. oh my goodness it's actually really good it's really really good the graphics CGI is really good CGI it's the whole thing is CGI Never mind. of course yeah uh, let's see Godzilla that was 2014 that he was uh, that mm-hmm. one came out so mm-hmm. not, not too long ago yeah. the, the only one that really did a flop I think was the one where he looked like a mutated T-Rex I remember that that was when we were like in high school I think yeah yeah Godzilla Mm-hmm. 98. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of Godzilla movies, though, if you look. Um, let me, I'm pulling up the IMDb for Godzilla movies. Yeah, see, man. You're doing the same thing? Yeah. All right. That's fine. I, I, was, I was never really into Godzilla. Oh, my God. Ever since 1954. Yeah. Wow. The black and white was, I'm sure. Who cares? They're still good. Yeah. It's good. All right. Now, money makes the world go round. ha <laughs> I want to put this film into perspective with other films that were released this year so we can find out financially how well it's held up to its peers. Mm-hmm. The budget for this film, $185 million. Million dollars. What was the total worldwide gross? $85 million. $185 was the budget. What's the rule again to be profitable? Three times. Do we calculator? <laughs> I can't, it's hard. Hold on. I have one. a calculator. All right. Ow. Three. Okay. I can do this, no problem. Right. Do this, no problem. But this one, not so much. What the hell? Yeah. All right. So what are you, what are you guessing? The the worldwide. You're using a multiplier calculator. Calculator. That's what has to be to be profitable. Seven hundred forty million. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thousand million. Yes. So thinking that they actually are going forward with the movie in 2020 for the second uh, installment, mm-hmm. not to mention they are coming up with – I'm not even sure if this Godzilla movie is part of this uh, franchise because I haven't done enough detail looking into it. I just went on IMDb and just randomly saw it. Um, I'm guessing that it still at least was profitable. So from 180, triple to 740, I'm going to go a little bit higher and go for 800. I was going to say 900. <gasps> okay. 900. That's pretty high. In the U.S., this grossed $168 million. Hot damn. In the foreign box office, this grossed $398.6 million. Oh, that's... Bringing its total to $566.7 million. So... So it's not profitable? Not profitable by standards of the the three-year-old, but... Yeah, just to give you uh, an idea, the, the most ever, the highest worldwide gross of all time, is uh, it was Avatar with two point seven billion dollars? Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's almost trip. That's almost triple. That's triple billions. So Still never made it all the way through that movie. Yeah, it's pretty long. I own it. It's very. I I yeah. I, I fall asleep every time. I I mean I'm always super engaged, but I always end up 
falling asleep. Falling asleep or getting up to do other things and then Not realizing remember. I didn't, I don't know what just happened in the last 30 minutes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's too long for me to sit in one place. It's like the Titanic. Oh my God. I remember having to, my sisters wanted to watch that and we had it on VHS and I had to take the VHS out and put the second VHS in to finish it because it was that gosh dang long. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. like how I swore the whole time and now I decide yeah. to be like, hey, <laughs> maestro, <laughs> I'm not going to swear. <laughs> All right. So this film debuted in first place on the weekend of March 10, 2017 with $61 million. $61 million. According to Box Office Mojo, this is the eighth highest grossing film in the category. Creature feature. Mm. Figures. Yeah, Number one in this category is Jurassic World. Are we supposed World? to guess? Mm. World? As far as m- making money. Uh-huh. Do you have any idea how hot Chris Pratt is? Every female was like, yeah, sure, I'll go see that with you, honey. Right. <laughs> Huh? This was the 20th highest grossing film of 2017. Number one was, as we did, I think, I don't know, two episodes ago, <laughs> Star Wars The Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. That was a lot more than just was two it? episodes, man. Nah. Uh, let's see. Yep. Oh, sorry. It was, three, it was three episodes ago. Huh? Uh-huh. Happy Death Day was also 2017. All right. So that was 2017's Kong Skull Island, directed by Jordan Vine Roberts. Voigt. Didn't you Google it? I didn't Google it. I had to. I didn't Google it. Don't you know how do you Googleize? Check out our website, ratpackpodcast.com/slash/spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Spoiler Show. Check out our YouTube channel, Ratpack Productions. Write us via email at spoilers at ratpackpodcast.com for any questions, opinions, and movie requests. Please rate and review the show on iTunes so you can help us in the rankings. If you leave us a review on iTunes and leave us a recommendation for a movie, that will go to the top of our list and we'll watch it before anything else. Hey, Maestro. Yes? We talked a little bit about all the Godzilla stuff. Seriously, there's like three animated show- films for mm-hmm. Godzilla that's uh, really good, and I'll show it to you later if you want to be interested. Okay. Where can I watch them if I all want to? All on Amazon if you're interested. But before you do, make sure you go to our website first and click on it, the link for Amazon. It'll take you to the website, and you can do your shopping like regular, but a little bit added extra that doesn't have, that's not, that's not extra to you, but extra to us. <laughs> Well, not to you, but to us. Does it kind of help support the show? Yeah, it does. Kind of, yeah. Oh. yeah, it doesn't cost you anything extra, but it helps support the show. Yeah, that one right there. Yeah, yeah, it's true. What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we are watching 2005's Electra. Oh, why would you do this to yes. me? Yes. Why? Partially because when I first suggested it, you were very upset by that. So oh. I'm like, we're doing it. Uh, this is because Jennifer Gardner is going to be the voice of one of the characters in the film coming out called Wonder Park. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's that Wonder Park about again? Yeah, I think it's about a park full of wonder. Like no like effort <laughs> whatsoever. Oh, I feel like what happened to Adam with Medea is gonna happen to me, except for the fact that I like it instead of hated it. Uh, so, yeah. all right. Well, we'll talk about. Can't wait to watch it again next time. <laughs> uh, thanks for hanging out. Until next time, I am Adam. I am Astro. I am Annie.